Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What a saga. Sitting here watching a movie, and all of a sudden I get the text from Coca that Carlos Correa is signing with the Twins. There have been some rumblings. Let's go back to the very beginning when Carlos Correa signed that contract with the San Francisco Giants. $350 million over 13 years. Everyone was all excited in San Francisco. They felt as though they missed out on Judge, but they were going to get Carlos Correa. They felt, even with Crawford, that you are making your team better, trying to compete in the NL West. Everything's okay. He goes in for a physical. A reminder of what a physical is for a free agent, it's not just blood and urine. You do an orthopedic exam, and then you get the results. The doctors don't tell the owner or the president that a player has failed or passed. They give the facts of the exam. They go through the risks that they feel exist from the MRIs, from the pictures that are taken during a physical. Then it's up to the team to decide. Most times we would listen to our doctor, but there were certain times when we wanted to get a deal done, we wanted a player, and it was a risk we were willing to take. But when you're talking about a 13-year contract, you better be sure that you're going to have a player who can at least compete in the first five or six years of that deal. Even the San Francisco Giants with their payroll where it is, you don't want that amount of dead money. There's an issue. The issue that was discovered purportedly was with a surgically repaired right lower leg that Carlos Correa suffered an injury. This is now going back eight years. And this had not impacted his ability to play. He had not missed time because of that specific injury. He certainly had missed time due to other injuries. But the Giants had pause. When you have pause with a physical, you go back to the agent, even when it's Scott Boras, and you say, we have an issue. We need to rework the guarantee language. When players sign a deal, they sign a uniform player contract. Every player signs the same, whether they're a rookie or whether they're Aaron Judge. What's different in every contract is what's called the guarantee language. That goes through all of the ways that a player cannot get paid. You can't snowboard, you can't water ski, you can't play racquetball. It goes through, you can't be charged with a felony. Sometimes it's you can't be convicted of a felony. There's a long list of guaranteed language. That language gets approved, not just by the team and the player, but also by the player union and the commissioner's office. 
What you are negotiating when you have an issue with the physical is certain things that will come up during the course of the contract that would change the essence of the guaranteed money. The Giants were unwilling to go with straight guarantee language and Scott Boris was unwilling to negotiate the guarantee language that would even open to the possibility that he would make below the $350 million over 13 years. When Scott Boris realizes there's a problem, he calls up Steve Cohn. Steve Cohn is in Hawaii. He's sipping on cocktails, having a great old time. And Boris says, I have an idea for you. You want to do something amazing? How about Carlos Correa? He says, well, I have Lindor. And Boris says, no problem. Correa is going to play third. They've played next to each other in the WBC. This will get you, quote, over the top, I promise. Scott's really good at telling owners that, and desperate owners really want to hear it. So the Mets say, all right, we're going to sign him to a 12-year deal, not 13, and we're going to guarantee 315, not 350. Boris says to Correa, you're only losing $35 million. There's an issue with the physical. Go be on the Mets. You know they're going to compete for a World Series. You're going to be with your friend Lindor. You're going to be in the greatest city in the world. What an opportunity. Then the Mets doctors do a physical. The Mets doctors find the same thing that the Giants doctors found. The Mets doctors tell Steve Cohn and Billy Epler. Steve Cohn in a normal world would have said, that's a risk I'm willing to take. He's a hedge fund manager. He takes risks for a living. He evaluates cost benefit. He thinks about what it means to take a position in the financial markets, understanding and managing his downside while opening up the possibility of endless upside. Correa on the Mets to Steve Cohn was endless upside, resulting in rings. So much so that he went public saying, this is the move that puts us over the top. Talk about getting your fan base into a lather. Mets fans were running around, jumping for joy. Physical, no physical, I don't care, Pierre. We're having Correa. We've got the best left side of the infield. Look at our lineup, we're deep. We've added a bat. We brought in Verlander. Let's get to spring training right now and get the bad taste out of our mouth of what happened at the end of 22. The physical happens and all of a sudden the doctors say, just be aware, Steve. And Steve said, you know, I think I better call Scott. And Scott said, Steve, I don't know what you're talking about. He's just fine. Never missed a day. I'm not willing to renegotiate. What I believe also is happening at this time, and you're not reading it anywhere. No one's talking about it. But what happened when it was announced that Correa was signing with the Mets was almost a coup with the other owners and inside the commissioner's office. There were articles that Steve Cohn's payroll into the 400s, his luxury tax bill over 100, total payroll of a half a billion dollars, the difference between the haves and the have-nots, the gulf growing by leaps and bounds, the worst nightmare coming true of bringing in someone like Steve Cohn into the ownership ranks who doesn't care about losses for now, who doesn't care about payroll for now, who only cares about rings. How great is that for the union? How not great is that for 29 other teams? Because when there's an issue where the Dodgers, Yankees, and Rays, Marlins, Royals, Guardians are on the same side of an economic issue, you know you've got a situation brewing in Major League Baseball. 
And in this case, all owners were unhappy with what Steve Cohn was doing. And if you think for one minute that Steve Cohn did not get a phone call from the commissioner's office, if you think for one minute the conversations were not had about his behavior, about his payroll, about his losses, then you're wrong. I've been on the back end of those conversations. I've gotten those conversations about signing a player for too much money, about having a payroll too low, too high, losses too great. When you get those conversations, you can say to yourself, I'm going to ignore it and I'm going to do what I want. Or you can say to yourself, what happens if I do ignore it and do what I want? What is the real punishment? Rob Manford and the other owners can't force Steve Cohn to sell. They're not going to get 23 votes to force him to sell for having a payroll that's too high. But there are myriad other things that can take place that let Steve Cohn know that this was not going to end well for him. Having this huge divide in payroll was not good for the game. By the way, side note, what do you think John Middleton was doing after signing Trey Turner, after making it to the World Series? wanting to make sure that he can compete in the NL East. What do you think Atlanta Braves, Liberty Media, Terry McGurk, influential people within the commissioner's inner circle, you think they were happy about what was going on with the Mets? It's not good for the game to have one team out that far ahead, no matter what the players union says. So there's pressure on Steve Cohn. He's got to renegotiate. Boris says, I don't want to renegotiate. There is a headlock, a standstill. The North going Zacks is named Steve Cohn. The South going Zacks is named Scott Boris. And they're not willing to give ground at all. Finally, there's a little movement. And the little movement is that Steve Cohn says, I can't guarantee you the full 315, not going to do it. But I am willing to get you close. I'm willing to go, as has been reported right now by Nightingale and others. I'm willing to go 157 guaranteed. I'm willing to give him a pathway to the 315 over 12, which we agreed to. But the pathway, as we discussed on Nothing Personal, that pathway would have included language that would have cost him money if he had an injury similar to what cost him in 14. If there's any sort of lower leg injury, the problem with that is it has grievance written all over it. If Correa misses time, he's going to argue I'm missing time for an injury not related to the issue that is in my guarantee language. The Mets or any team who has him is going to argue the injury you have is directly related to what we were trying to guard against, what we were trying to legislate against. Therefore, we are not going to pay you that amount of guaranteed money that's in question. Not acceptable to Scott. So Scott Boris and Carlos Correa call up everybody else. Who wants Carlos? Meanwhile, let's go to the land of 10,000 lakes. The Minnesota Twins are in the Central Division. They feel as though they have an opportunity to win that division. They signed Carlos Correa last year, don't forget, to a three-year $102 million deal. Out of nowhere, Correa didn't get the long-term deal he so badly wanted last year. Part of that agreement to go to Minnesota wasn't because of the school system, wasn't because he liked the minor league system, wasn't because he liked the home clubhouse or Target Field, all of which is great. I love Minnesota. He went because he had no other choice, but it included an opt-out after year one. On October 13th of this year, after the Twins, the playoffs had started, the Twins were not around, he opted out because he thought that he would get more than the $75 million he was owed. 
So he goes out, Coco, was it 75 exact that he was owed? Whatever he was owed. When you opt out, you're only doing that knowing that you have a deal for more than the amount of guarantee that you're walking away from. And boy, did he ever. He had it from the Giants and he had it from the Mets. The twins were involved in the negotiation and were even reportedly willing to go to 10 years, $285 million. An unbelievable contract for a team like the twins at $28.5 million. You better be willing to have a payroll about 180 or you're not going to win with someone making that much. But an amazing commitment for someone who would become their shortstop from age 28 to 38 over the next 10 years. A centerpiece of winning. But Correa wasn't going to take it. He wanted to be over $300 million because he was promised. He wanted to be higher than Lindor because that's what he had. He wanted an average annual value that was higher than just about anyone in the game because that's what he thought he was worth. Minnesota stands back and they say, go to the Mets, go to the Giants, we're good. But then the phone rings and Boris calls up Jim Polad because he doesn't want to deal with anybody else and says, what, what will you do if I bring Correa back to you? It'd be so good for your off season. It would really put a bow on it. It would give you the central division. And the twins say, I have an idea. We're not going the 10 year 285. Instead, how about six years 200? And Boris says, no chance, toilet pants. I don't want to do that. But guess what? He had no other choice. He's been burned twice by Giants and Mets. If the Twins don't sign him, who know him best, who lived with him, who watched him get over 502 plate appearances, who watched him not be hurt last year, if the Twins pass on him as well, then he's looking back at a one-year pillow deal from some unnamed team who'd be willing to go one year on a flyer and let him be a free agent again. But Correa did not want to take that chance, didn't want to risk injury, didn't want to have another pillow contract, which is used by players who have no other choice. So he signs and agrees to a six-year, $200 million deal and agrees to guarantee language that he would not agree to with the Mets or the Giants. This guarantee language says that if you're healthy in year six, health is defined as plate appearances. What the twins have said is if you get over 502 plate appearances and that, you know, he had over 502 plate appearances, I think in three of his years, and that's a pretty good year, generally 600 PAs at the top of the lineup, but over 500 means you've played the lion's share. If you get over 500 when you're 34 years old, no problem. We'll bring you back for year seven and we'll pay you $25 million for that. That gets you to 225. And if you're healthy in year seven, we'll bring you back for year eight. But the most we're gonna go to is 245 over eight. Carlos Correa and Scott Boris swallowed hard. They made one last round of phone calls, one last desperate effort to see if the Mets would match, if not go higher. Maybe even revisited the Giants. Certainly called the Dodgers. And guess what? He's gonna be a twin. But now he's gotta take his third physical of the off season. The twins, when you sign a free agent the way they did last year, they give him a full physical. When we have players who are signed for the following year, we give them exit physicals. We go over their off-season training regimen. We say what we expect when spring training starts. But the twins know exactly who they have, but their physical will be just as strenuous and just as complete as what the Mets did, as what the Giants did, as what the twins did last year. 
Because if you are going to insure your player, either self-insured or actually go get a policy, you've got to get a today physical, not one that's a year old. Will this physical show something different? No. But the risk appetite at a six-year, $200 million deal, that is far easier to swallow for a team. And it's interesting to me that Scott Boris would have said to the Mets and to the Giants, we're not willing to do this. We'd rather go to Minnesota. But then word comes out that the Mets didn't even offer him that. What would explain the Mets not matching the Twins offer? Because Steve Cohn for sure got a call from Scott Boris. Hey, we've got 6,200. Can you do 6,201? That's way down from what you were going to do. But the Mets apparently wouldn't go higher than 157 and a half for that six years. What would explain that? Could it be pressure? Could it be Steve Cohen realizing that he had to stay on the reservation? That he couldn't have such a big gulf in his team? Are the Mets going to turn around and now spend 300 million on another free agent this year? Not at all. Will Steve Cohen next year decide to stick a fork in the eye of all the other owners and enter the bidding for Shohei Otani? That is the biggest takeaway from this. For Steve Cohn to be convinced that the piece he needed to get over the top and to let that piece go, he knows that part of his three to five year deal of winning the World Series requires him to get over the top. Is there a greater player to get over the top than Shohei Otani to add him to your rotation? Would that explain why he didn't go above 157? Is it a combination of the availability of Otani plus the pressure for Major League Baseball? It can't be just because of his right leg. So the way this ends is another physical. He will sign with the Twins. I am not surprised at this result, although I thought that they would do a deal with the Mets because I didn't think the Twins would go all the way to six years. But I'll tell you, Jim Pollard wants to win that World Series, and he believes Carlos Correa could be the way to do it. This has been a saga of epic proportions as it relates to a player like Correa and an agent like Scott Boris. There are definitely going to be winners and losers. Who will win? Will it be the Giants? It will. Will it be the Mets? It will. Will it be the Twins? It won't. Wait to see. It's just business. Carlos Correa is a Twinkie. This is nothing personal. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.